sitting with all these legend photographers, being part of legendary soccer players like Fashion, Swinesdagger, like Wayne Rooney, and then Slaton are right at my fingertips. Like, it was just, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think when I grow up, I want to be you. This is what I'm learning. <laughs> Hey guys, it's the Doopie Brothers Podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. I'm AJ, joined by my co-host and brother, Luke. Hey, we're here in Fredericksburg, Virginia. For any new listeners, it's January 5th, and this is episode 46, which we are going to uh, commemorate to number 46 for the Union, Mitch Galina. Yeah, he wore 46, uh, I think it was like two years ago or something. Um, is he not 46 now? He might be 46 now. Okay. I, Maybe he'll upgrade. Yeah. Um, so happy new year to everyone. This is our first podcast of 2020. We had a fantastic 2019 and we look to do big things this year. Yeah. Um, Luke, how was your new year's? Uh, it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Yeah. Um, how was yours? Uh, I don't know. I slept through it. So it was really good. <laughs> yeah. We're exciting down here. Yeah. So, uh, just well, as exciting as the union off season so far. The union off season has been a little slow. We're a little rusty. It's been a couple weeks. Yeah. The holiday season. Me and Luke had some family time. Um, he's just been off for so long as a teacher. Yeah, yeah. I haven't had to do any work for a couple weeks. Um, the cool thing about this episode isn't going to be us talking. It's going to be the second half of the episode. We have. I feel like every time we have an interview, I say it's my favorite interview because I just love them so much. But yeah, they're awesome. This one is. We got a chance to talk to Morgan Tensa. This was our second time talking to her. The first time we talked to her, she was over in England. The uh, phone lines weren't good in England, so um, I yeah. Think, but I this think one I, works. This, this one's one, it's and it's really good. We're we're really excited. She, Morgan has such cool stories <laughs> and such cool things to say that we we had to get get her on and get it to work, and so we could share with everyone. But it all worked out. It's really great. Yeah, and the episode ended by me pretty much deciding I'm going to grow up to be Morgan when I grow up, yeah. and. Uh, that's my new life goal because she is crushing it yeah. as a young um, photographer and digital um, content video person for, yeah. gosh, she did it with the union. Now she's got an internship with NBC. So stay tuned for the second half of the episode for some really cool soccer stories with Morgan. Um, for the next little bit, though, you're stuck listening to us two brothers ramble on and yep. talk about what the union have and have not done, what they're going to do in 2020. And uh, first thing they actually have done, so let's talk with, about that. Um, Jose Martinez. We got him. Signing. We yeah. got him. He's the big one. Yeah. He, is he the big one? I kind of hope not. I don't think so. Yeah. Because he, he was kind of a, I don't know, like a cheaper signing, I guess. Mm -hmm. But he's definitely like, a, he seems like a really good quality player. Um, he he's, seems like he's going to be our Harris replacement playing at the number six uh, base of that um middle tri midfield triangle or uh, diamond so he looks promising um it's you know he's going from a, a lower league in venezuela so it's it's going to be like a jump up in 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 uh, competition for him so hopefully he can he's up for it and he's gonna perform well for us and be a, a starter i hope i yeah. i hope i hope he is a starter he fits the the player profile that we think ernst wants to put in that sixth position uh we've kind of learned that Harris was not really Ernst's guy, but he's such a good guy and such a good player that how could you not include him 
Yeah, he kind of forced himself into the lineup with yeah. his, just the way he plays. And you like when a player does that, but when right. the uh, sporting director has different plans, like what can you do? Yeah. So, so long, Harris. We're going to miss you. Um, hopefully sure. it doesn't bite us in the butt yeah, later I'm, on. But yeah. this guy this guy looks like he's going to be a good um, number six for us. He's young. Mm-hmm. Um, his nickname is El Brujo, which is translates to like the wizard or a magician which is that's pretty cool that's very cool that's a good good sign yeah he's he, yeah he's only 25 years old um the team did have to pay a transfer fee for him which is always good right it means uh we're willing to spend some money mm-hmm. it's not just coming over on a free because he wasn't wanted by anyone else right um and that, that shows like some investment in the guy we, we believe in this guy and we want him we think he's worth it yeah and, and he does look like he's quick on the transition, a guy who can still pass the ball some. There's no expectation that he's going to replace Harris in the passing realm. Right. Because no one in the league could. Um, I was, and I was thinking about this as we were kind of discussing the search for a new number six. And between McKenzie and Jack Elliott, I feel like those two are two guys who can move the ball up the field, who can split lines either with a pass or one of my favorite things is taking a dribble past that first line of attackers and and then finding a second ball. And so I feel like as they've matured and grown that we didn't really need a Harris-type guy to kind of drop in between the two center backs. And I don't think they're going to... I mean, they're not going to be expecting El Brujo to be doing that. Um, he's going to be able to sit in front of them, and I think we'll get a lot more distribution but from our two center backs. And hopefully... Hopefully they live up to the billing, and hopefully that's what kind of means. Um, we obviously are good on the left side with Kai Wagner. We obviously have our um, right back situation. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. Like, like Gaddis is um, a solid MLS vet at this point, but I, th- I think we want more. And so, and especially if you're going to be relying more on center backs to be playing the ball. Um, and not having a guy like Harris, you want a more technical and uh, soccer-specific skilled player on both sides of the right. ball. All, yeah, all and Ray, De- Ray Deadly has his downfalls when he's on the ball. That's something he he, he struggles with. And, and, he, and he did get better with it last year. He tried to get more offensive last year, but it's still something that is a bit of a, I don't know, a, a weakness in his in his game. So it's it's still a factor in this, but yeah, yeah, I definitely agree with you in that Mark McKenzie and Jack Elliott are, are good, are good passers and good, good distributors that, um, that can really facilitate the, the hole that Harris left. And I think with this guy, um, since we won't be relying on him to provide us with, I don't know, uh, the league high in amount of passes like we did with Harris, um, he'll be able to sit in and kind of protect them more. Yeah. Be more of a guy who we can rely on to, keep them safe because we gave up a lot of goals and last year a lot of goals came from kind of immaturity in a way and the soft spot in front of those two guys which kind of forced them into decision making that they really shouldn't be making as a center back they should be able to kind of sit and make tackles but not have to step or kind of both get each other's way because there isn't a protector in front of them they need to be protected and especially as young young center backs yeah and uh, yeah, they feel like there's so many times last year that there is that that late run into the box that would have should have been Harris's man that he just never ever kept up with. That hopefully this year we can see less of that. Agreed, agreed. So that's our only 
new guy. We have right. We have made some. We have signed. I mean, we signed uh, Colin. Yeah, which is solid. That's a seems like a good business type move. He's a good vet. Um, it seems I, like a good locker room guy. So that's you know nothing wrong with that in yeah. my mind. Um, I was kind of like didn't really care uh, a couple <laughs> weeks ago, and then um, thinking back, and then after talking to a couple different people and listening to some different people's opinions on him. I've been more happy about it. Yeah. Uh, uh, Morgan actually has some cool stories about her time with him. Mm-hmm. And thinking back to our interview with Charlie Lyon, he he specifically called out Colin as a guy who immediately welcomed him into the locker room. And mm-hmm. so so that is a good piece to definitely have back. Yeah, for sure. Um, so if he's number three on the depth chart, number four would be Ben Afemu, I assume? Yeah, I mean, he's still not called up. There is... Um... That's really, yeah. The James Topi is he the other, he's the other center back from this okay. deal, so I, he could be caught up. Could be him too. Yeah. So it's there's definitely there is only three on the on the roster now, so that's not like where we should be going the season. Right. So there's right. got to be another signing at least, mm-hmm. or at least like promotion from yeah. Steel. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, and have oh gosh, we haven't really signed anyone else, right? There hasn't been. Yeah. So let's go. Let's go to the Montero. There's been some Montero rumblings, I would say. Um, yeah, rumblings would be good. I yeah. wouldn't even say rumors. I'd no, say rumblings. Yeah, been... it's just that I guess talks are still ongoing with Mets, and it seems like they're at least open to discussing a permanent transfer to for us to get Montero. Whether or not we have enough money or are willing to give up enough money to get that to happen is still up in the air. But it's at least a positive sign that it's still a possibility. Yeah, we're still in talk in talks. Part of me is nervous that like Mets is now coming out and saying they're ready to discuss after Ernst has freed up a lot of money and kind of made some trades and released some guys and, or sold some guys, and so it's like Mets might be saying, "Oh, they got they got all this money now. Now we're willing to talk." It might just be that we're finally able to meet their price tag, or I hope they're not trying to like make us overpay for a guy yeah. who was good for us, because um, obviously we all like him because he did well for us and stuff but he's he's still not a player who i'd want to overpay for right. when we have we know our, our financial situation we have we have x other amount of money that yeah that, that we have to, to spend money yeah yeah um but as history shows it's not like we're necessarily going to spend that money so yeah it's like i go both ways like then it's all right well at least we're gonna spend the money, right? And what it's one of those things where it's like I'd want to keep get him back because we we keep getting these good players, these good midfielders, one and done, one and done, and yeah. So if yeah. we get if we get one of these guys that comes back like Montero, like I don't know that I feel like it's just better for the team. Like even if he's can we sign him for like three years? Yeah, just that get, would be get that fantastic. kind of cons- cons- consistent player in our midfield. Like this, that's what like Harris and Bedoya like were mm-hmm. like in the beginning. We were like we're like everyone was like ah oh, Bedoya, like what does he really do? I don't know if people weren't really sure what Harris's game was like, but then these guys grew into like staples in our team and staples in, the, in that midfield that like I, maybe Montero could be that. And he seems like he's already a step above them in terms of his quality that like if, if we keep him for a couple of years, that'd be huge for this team. Right. And I, I guess, yeah, I guess with that point, I would be willing to pay more, almost overpay if we get could get him for multiple for years. Couple, yeah. Yeah. But if it's just a one year thing, I don't want us to just, pay a lot of money for a one-year stint because mm-hmm. then it's just the same thing next year yeah yeah um his social media hasn't given me any clues as far as i and I, <laughs> he's I, wearing the uh what's the the what's the black and or the, the red and white team that uh feyenoord oh yeah, yeah yeah he's wearing that jersey i think okay and it's like makes me nervous mm-hmm. but i think he's just like in that area 
Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I guess that makes sense. Um, but yeah, I keep trying to check his social media. Yeah. One guy whose social media has been pretty active is Corey Burke. Right. He seems to be pretty in form down in Jamaica. Yeah, and also scoring a lot of goals. Scoring lots of goals. And um, the union seem to be, from what we can tell, kind of counting on him to be back to start the year. Is, is that what you're picking up on? I mean, yeah, I don't think there we've some, seen like, anything. Not like a, any huge updates, but apparently it's just like everything's on track, apparently, for him to get... Um, be able to come back to America in the next month or so. Okay. So that's like he'll be back in time for the for the season opener from I think what we saw. But you know, obviously that's a unclear situation. So we're not really sure you know when he'll actually be back. But hopefully it's it's soon. Do you, do you think that's do you think we need him back? Um, What's your I mean, I think it's let's see. So we've got Casper, Vooten, Santos, Burke. I mean, I guess it's good. Mm-hmm. Is it the answer? I don't know. Yeah. I don't. I mean, I, I don't think we have the answer at uh, goal providing completely. I think we have some potential answers, right. but I'd say like my percentages aren't like overly confident that if you were to say, all right, let, let's play a little, let's do a little exercise. Okay. We're going to do a little exercise. I'm going to give <laughs> you a striker and you're going to give me your confidence level percentage wise that they're going to score more than 12 goals. Okay. Okay. So Casper. More than twelve. More than twelve. Um you want me to put it at ten? Let's go ten. Let's okay. Go, okay, let's go ten. Ten. I would say You want to split the difference, go eleven? <laughs> Is this gonna make it easier? <laughs> no. Okay, let's uh, stick with ten. Okay, we're still ten. I would say I'm 70% confident that people seventy. Okay. Yeah. What what would you say? Yeah, that and that's that's a perfectly good percentage, I'd say. Um it's, it's pretty good. I think you nailed it. Yeah. Um <laughs> I would have gone sixty nine, but that let's <laughs> nice. not split hairs. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Um, but my point being is like, if I was to say, all right, Joseph Martinez, not our Jose Martinez, Joseph, right. yeah. if you're talking, that's like guaranteed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You guys like I got that. What you're saying. Um, so Casper, Casper's our top striker and he's only maybe a 70% chance. Yeah. But that's also thing that like, cause we have other guys that it might spread around to. Okay. Okay. That's, that's how I'm kind of thinking that about take, it. take, take. Like take goals uh, away there, from there each is other, also basically. the fact that like he might not just have it this year. Like mm-hmm. there's not a, like not as much confidence as like a Joseph Martinez, mm-hmm. but it's also like Joseph Martinez is like the the main striker. The they have other attackers, but he's like all the goals go through him. Right. So right. like that's how how I how I'm looking at it with our team. It it can be spread out a little more. Okay. So maybe maybe like Vooten jumps up or Santos like like op, like optimistically. That's what I'm thinking. How I'm thinking mm-hmm. about it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, I think I think. The exercise got my point across. I don't think we need to go through all the strikers. Okay. Or do you, unless you want nah, to. Yeah, yeah, we can keep it moving. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah because we have a lot to cover. <laughs> um, So, Jersey leaks. Yeah, we got it. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of big stuff, <laughs> let's talk about a visual on a podcast. Yeah, so, I, I mean, sure, everyone's seen it. Uh, apparently, FIFA Mobile keeps leaking MLS jerseys, and uh, they all look the same. And... This isn't really a new thing from Adidas, and people have their opinions about Adidas and Nike and different jerseys because some people are like, oh, Adidas, you're so lame with soccer jerseys. But then Nike hasn't exactly been great either. Like, yeah, they all done... have templates. Yeah, it, it's all that's how it works in these for these big companies. Like, that's how they have to produce these because they're mass produced. They have to be in these templates. Right, and so the, I think the ideal situation would be for a league to not sign with one company and right. be able to let teams kind of negotiate their own deals. Yeah. It's just, it's a very, it, all the other American leagues do that. 
like sign one deal like yeah, all like, Nike for all like NFL, NFL. has Nike I right. think and yeah. I think so does like NBA and like so that's kind of like maybe it's just an American model that we're following mm-hmm. which is fine but it's also like we see I don't know I feel like soccer judges have so much more have potential to be so much more varied than like all these other sports so like it maybe doesn't make as much sense yeah and soccer fans care a lot more about their jerseys mm-hmm. than NFL yeah NBA. The NFL jerseys never really change yeah and it's not like they're as wearable. Yeah, I for like sure. You, you talk about this a lot. As, yeah, uh, soccer jerseys are the most wearable of sports mm-hmm. apparel, and that's why they're so important to fans. And there's they're even more like they're like a kind of like a cultural. I don't know. Yeah, Drake Drake wore. I can't, uh, yeah, like Juventus, right? Yeah, like there's big you know celebrities wearing soccer jerseys, and that's more of a thing than most other sports. Yeah, like Neymar. He wait, no, he's a player. <laughs> um. Oh, speaking of a big player, did you see what happened to the Zlatan statue? This is kind of MLS related, but more of just it keeps getting uh, vandalized. Yeah, they right? they, they sawed it off at the ankle. Oh, really? So because uh, he got a minority stake of ownership for the rival club of, of his home, Malmo. Yeah, yeah Malmo's his, like, rival. Yeah, so <laughs> fans went and sawed his statue down only like a year or two after it was built, which is hilarious. That's funny. Um, and he played in MLS. So let's all right. Let's go, let's go back to the jerseys. Let's, let's... Okay, so the Union jersey. Uh, leak was all blue, the gold stripes on the shoulder. That's pretty standard. Yeah, this seems like every team is going to have this same throwback to the 90s uh, Adidas jerseys with this like stripe on the on the shoulder, which is it's, it's not a bad looking kit. 25th year anniversary. Kit, yeah, right? uh, people are going to it's it's going to be kind of weird having so many teams have a very similar look. Mm-hmm. Uh, with all that being said, I think the Union jersey looks really nice. Yeah, if if this comes to be the one that it is, mm-hmm. I th- I agree. Um, my one fear is that the snake isn't going to pop as much. And we were talking about that. You being you made it better by putting a kind of a gold outline, a quick yeah, little gold I, stitch. I play play with some Photoshop, and you saw that on our Twitter. But uh, I, I, I <laughs> <laughs> Luke photoshopped Fang onto the jersey instead of. Uh, the Union I, snake, I mean, if it's you a snake. It. It's a snake. It, in case you haven't seen it. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I yeah. So that that snake graphic, I think it's gonna look really cool in person. I think we have to wait until we see like how an actual jersey looks, rather than just like this mm-hmm. blurry uh, rendering of it. But I, so because I think it's gonna look really cool. There's that. It looks like there's gonna be like a kind of like a snake skin pattern in the snake graphic, mm-hmm. which like that looks really cool on the that uh, when it was on the gold stripe that mm-hmm. the snake snake pattern so i think there's some really gonna be really cool elements with it you know ignoring the fact that every team's gonna have the same look that jersey is gonna look pretty cool so this this might be a little bit of a hot take um that snake pattern jersey where the gold was a snake pattern not one of my favorites really i I feel like that's like a commonly decided favorite for for most people yeah i feel like most people do like it maybe it's just my fear of snakes um (laughs) or so I I don't know I, I I just like then that's just my my right opinion um, that I like the solid gold more than the snake. Pattern. I think you think you're you're getting influenced by the fact that you have that jersey and an Ernie Stewart jersey. Yeah, that that's, <laughs> that's perfectly the biggest factor. Yeah, um, but looking at you right now, you're wearing a black sweatshirt with a black Union kind of logo, and it's not awful. And so uh-huh. my point saying that is like the snake thing might be a little more visual than we kind of think. 
Um, yeah, it like, might be a cool look regardless. Like, like you're wearing a cool Adidas shirt mm-hmm. that's kind of a black-on-black design, and you can still kind of see the Union logo. Um, it's not, like, screaming at you, um, and I, like, kind of have to know it's there in Squint. Mm-hmm. But the Union Snake will be a little brighter. Well, will obviously be better than that, and it'll, it'll still be, like, a cool... Like, kind of, like, a cool wearable thing. Yeah, and it's, like, it's not going to be a... It's a very, it's a very union kit. It's like mm-hmm. not just like a, a cool pattern that like you're gonna see on like a Bayern third jersey. Like it's, yeah. it's it's only the union can wear this this design and pattern, which is that's really cool. Um, I think it's gonna be a, a yeah. I'm excited to see it in real in real yeah. life and I'm excited to buy it. Um, and and this conversation is really gonna be really important when uh, the actual jersey comes out and it looks nothing like what that <laughs> one whole thing was. So, sorry about that. Um, yeah. Case... Oh, okay. One more point about it. People okay. keep uh. Saying that, like, it's gonna, it's gonna look like a blue jersey when you see it on TV, because it's like when you're watching the game, you're just gonna see a big blue kit, and you're not gonna mm-hmm. see the snake or anything. I don't know. I feel like that's never, like, that's never really like the point of adding these like designs, because it's like, it's gonna be, it's you're gonna see this person in like, you know, very small on a TV. Like, right. I don't think you're supposed to see all these it's design three, elements. Yeah, it's a three inch figure on your TV. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I feel like it's more about like seeing these things in real life when like you're wearing it yourself or you see it like in stadium. Like, I feel like that's when you're. You're really supposed to appreciate the, the design elements rather than seeing like it's not supposed to be showing up on TV is what I'm trying to say. My man, dude, that's why that's why I like having you as my uh, co-host here. You come with all this like design theory. I feel like some some stuff that like I wouldn't think of. I'm thinking like, oh, the snake's not going to show up that well. But then you come up with this design theory and like, what's the point of the actual design? Well, it's not for the TV viewer. It's for more of the wearable times when you can uh, appreciate the design, not. What does it look like on TV? Right. You, uh, well done. Hey, well man. done, man. It's, you, you're it's my job. It. It's my job. Yeah, that's, that's your job as brother. Cool. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Uh, Hopefully, regard- like, really soon. I feel like they're all going to get released at the same time because it's all the same jersey. Right. Hopefully, that, like, all just happens, like, <laughs> yeah. tomorrow or something. Yeah. Cool. Uh, regardless, I'm going to buy one. I won yeah. our fantasy football league, so I got a little extra cash that I I get to spend on jerseys. Throwing that in my face. Yeah. Uh, baby number two, money's not going towards <laughs> you. That's funny. Uh, speaking of uh, 2020 and goals for the year, um, I'm going to have a child, but let's talk about goals for the union. Let's ignore that. Let's, let's go more important. Let's go big picture. <laughs> um, so you didn't want to do this, but then I kind of talked you into it. Uh-huh. Let's come up with some broad stroke goals for the union okay. as far as moving this team forward. You go first because you had good ones. Okay. Uh, I wish I wrote them down. Um, I think I want fullbacks. Okay. Okay. So fullbacks wise, I want there to be at least a goal and multiple assists from both sides of fullbacks. Um, I think we all know Fagner is capable, but we want a little more from the other side. I think that'll even out the field and kind of protect, uh, the center backs more if we can push both sides forward. Um, thinking of homegrowns, I would like at least, and this might be an easy one. Uh, and I didn't really think it through too much, but I, I think I got the numbers right. Uh, I want at least three homegrowns to play at least 25 games. So if you think about homegrowns, we got you got Aronson, McKenzie. They're almost guaranteed 25, barring injury. Oh, is that it? And then the new guys would be like Cole Turner and Jack DeVries. Mm-hmm. That might be a stretch to get them 25. Maybe 25 between the two of them, but that's even a that's lot. Too. That's a lot. Yeah. Because um, Trusty's gone. Oh, Fontana. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Fontana could get games. So maybe just 25 games between Aaronson, McKenzie, and then 
a hodgepodge of other guys or something. Real could get in there. I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah, Real. Yeah. So I just want to, I, just, I want our homegrowns to be maybe Matt Freeze. If, oh yeah. If, that, if you want to mm-hmm. count that, mm-hmm. I would count it. Um, I just want them to continue making strides, basically. Yeah, yeah. I definitely want to see a lot of them, or see a good amount of them this year. Just getting minutes and experience. I don't want them to just be uh, Union Two players and just like being on the bench for the Union team. Like, obviously, we want the best team possible, but like, it be it just if it's fun to watch the the, the homegrowns uh, yeah. thrive for the first team and push push the uh, whole program forward. Yeah, you get that stuff, and yeah, then uh, get a guy like Jack DeVries to knock in nine goals and twelve assists. Then you got. Yeah, Europe knocking, and yeah. you got millions, and you just, next thing you know, Balotelli's here. And, I mean, <laughs> things can happen. The stones will fall <laughs> where they will. Um, let's see. I, I also would love two strikers to eclipse ten goals. Okay. Or two. I, I was let say let one. me just say two players. Okay. Have we uh, had? Like, like yeah. if you think about it, that's a that's not an often thing for the union. If um, I mean, I'm sure it's ha- it's. It's gotta have happened before, right? right? But it's, it's been a time, a long time since. Because like last year, it was Casper, and then Fabian was the other one. He had like eight or nine. Right, he was close, but not ten. And then before that, I think it was it was CJ and maybe Fafa. I think Fafa, but Fafa, I think had like eight or nine also. Yeah, so like, yeah, that's it's been. I think it's been a couple years. Yeah, so I think it'd be cool if he had two players with double digit goals. Yeah, that's good. Um. Okay, I'll, I'll get. I got okay, yeah, 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 you got. I ahead. want to see a field player make the MLS All Star. Because mm. we've we've had Blake Blake's been Blake, kind of our guy. I think uh, Rosenberry was mm-hmm. the last field player we've had. That's that's a good one. Yeah. I so like I want to see like I don't know Montero get in there if he's if he's on this mm-hmm. team or I don't know Casper would be cool. I don't know he's uh, you know, strikers are always going to be. But Doyle would be a good uh, ode to his time in Philly and yeah. just as a U.S. soccer player. Jack Elliott maybe. Mm-hmm. I could see that Wagner. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's guys that could could make it could make it, but uh, I don't know. It's it's it's, it's tough with like MLS. Also being like a popularity contest, but yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, and we get to play against a Liga MX team, right? Yeah, yeah, that'll, that'll be a cool All Star event. So hopefully, we have some representation. Yeah, that was a side note. I, I watched the uh, Liga MX final uh, both legs. Oof, man, that was really fun to watch. Um, I, I hadn't really watched much Liga MX, uh, just little games here and there, but that was really phenomenal soccer to watch. So, uh, if you had a chance to check that out. Mm. Um, let's see. Any others? I, I had one on my okay, brain. I have one. Okay, do you, you go, go? You, you go, you okay, go. I have one that's kind of more of a personal one. Okay. Because I, I've been thinking about it. I want to be less mean to Ray Gaddis. Okay. Because I, I, I think... So Ray Gaddis isn't on the field. <laughs> no, like, I, <laughs> I, I want to be, yeah. you know, obviously fairly right, fair right. and criticizing, but I want to be, I don't know, I, I feel like it, it becomes too much of a, yeah. a scapegoat last year that we were just like, oh, Ray Gaddis is going to be Ray Gaddis. Yeah. But, like, I want to be a little bit more, uh, I don't know, intelligent about talking about him I mean, rather than, mm-hmm. like, just kind of bluntly, like, blaming him for things. I want to, <laughs> you know, I feel like, yeah, yeah, I feel yeah, like we got into that a little bit, and I feel like a little unfair, and I'd rather, I want to work on that. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's cool. That's cool. <laughs> um, Five shutouts. Oh, okay. That's good. Five that's good. shutouts. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's another one. Nice. Um, let's see. Anything with like tactics, formation? Um, Sellouts. We're, we're getting more yeah. games on TV. What do we have? Like, don't we have like five games on yeah, TV? Five or six. Yeah. That's a nice number. Yeah. Um, I don't have a resolution for that. I think, I think sellouts. I want to see all sellouts for the union. I, and I feel like they could, unless all, they have a, every home game, a sellout. Every weekend home game. I, maybe okay. if I don't know if they have. I feel like their Wednesday games are. I feel like a lot of them are away. 
Uh, but, yeah, I, yeah, we'd have to look. We'd yeah, have to do a deep dive. Uh, from what I remember, but uh, yeah, deep, I think but... I want to have every maybe every like Saturday home game. I hope I, I want to see a, a sellout because mm-hmm. like, we we really did There's well no with that yeah. at the end of the last year, and right. I feel like we can carry that into this year if mm-hmm. we if we play well enough. Um, I would like to see a news making promotion, mm-hmm. meaning something. So, and and I kind of teased this question to you earlier. Mm-hmm. Um. And I deleted when my computer froze. Uh, <laughs> I want to get a new computer this year also. That's going to be one, a personal goal. Um, <laughs> but that's for other reasons. Um, but I want to see a promotion that's going to gather attention from... Or maybe... maybe yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Babbling. So, like, Chief Tattoo Officer, Fang, the... Let's see. The uh, the back tags got a little run. The back tags. Uh, oh, yeah. So that was kind of last year's. Mm-hmm. Um, the Will Smith, uh, that video oh, with the, uh, the CJ Fresh Prince, yeah. yeah, Fresh Prince. There it is. I feel like that one got pretty big. Yeah. So I, I want to see another big thing like that. Something. Yeah. And that might be digital media. It might be uh, marketing. I just want uh, the union's marketing team and social media team is excellent. So right. I feel like we're that's 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 one that's going to happen this year. Yeah. Yeah. I hope so. That's, I just yeah, because they are fun and they have been found some really interesting. Uh, and like I feel like so many of these like things that they've done have been like this is the first time this is happening for the uh, for sports marketing like yeah, uh, yeah. the chief tattoo mm-hmm. officer was one that comes to mind and actually with the the secondary um, kid having this uh, the second bimbo brand bimbo uh, brand that, that's something that's that's new like that's maybe not as like flashy but that's mm-hmm. that is a new thing that they're doing that no other team has done which is cool yeah um, cool so that I think that's that's good for goals just yeah. to push the unit forward I think there's some kind of fun things to think about and. Uh, maybe we'll write them down and see how many we get, but probably not. Yeah. Um, that's gonna be it for us. Uh, next time you see us, we're gonna have two new tattoos, hopefully soccer oh, related. Yeah. Me and Luke are gonna get some tattoos this weekend. It's Luke's birthday on Sunday, so yeah. so we're gonna uh, do some some union tattoos. Yeah, yeah. I'm going. I, I think I'm leaning towards dupe in the love letters, mm-hmm. like Philly. If Luke can, I'm gonna ask Luke to do some work for it for me. Sure. And Luke, you're gonna do what? Uh, I'm just gonna do. I, just the the union word mark and the snake below it, right on the on my on my leg. Yeah, pretty simple. Nice. I, I'm excited about it. Yeah, yeah. be fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's gonna be cool. So um, I guess that doesn't really matter much for a podcast listener, but we'll we'll tweet up pictures of them. Yeah, that'd be cool. And then you can see us at the games and be like, "Yo, let me see the new tats." <laughs> yeah. Boom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, uh, stay tuned. Second half of the interv- um the podcast is the interview with Morgan. It's it's awesome. Uh. And then we will hopefully have something for you to talk about or to talk about next week and uh, looking to get another fun interview next week. Um, Just got to reach out to a buddy of ours and hopefully get him on. Happy to be back doing this regularly 2020. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that's it for us. Have a great week, guys. Hey, guys, this is Doobie Brothers podcast presented by the Brotherly Game. Um, It's me, AJ, here with Luke, and we have a special guest, um, Morgan Tensa. She interviewed with us a couple months ago um, while she was overseas, and because Europe and America's phone lines didn't get along, it didn't quite record as well, but we have her back in the States, and so, uh, Morgan, welcome on to the Doobie Brothers for your second time. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here again. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, Morgan, um, let's tell everyone... uh, what you're currently doing, where you're from, and kind of what got you involved with the union. All right. Well, I'm from Marlton, New Jersey, which is um, about 10 miles east of Philly. 
and um, I got started with the union. Actually, I started with Bethlehem Steel uh, two summers ago. I was their photography intern, and then over the summer, I was the digital uh, digital intern for the communications team with the union. Nice, nice. Um, and and you were over in Europe. You went. So tell us what you were doing over there. All right, so um, I studied for three months in London, England. Uh, I am in college. I'm a junior at Quinnipiac, which is in Connecticut. Uh, I decided to spend a semester abroad in the best soccer place you could go. That's awesome. Did you get to, like, photograph, uh, photograph any games? So England has, like, a lot of restrictions on who can photograph. Like, if you want to photograph, you have to have a certain license and you have to have a really special uh, organization, like, the top ones. Uh, so unfortunately, I technically couldn't do that, but I ended up getting around it by being invited by Leighton Orient in League Two because of former player Jay Simpson. <laughs> uh, so there was actually I, like uh, a tie to the union. Yeah, uh, the oh, media okay. manager saw that I was attending one of the games and he reached out and was like, "You want to photograph this? I'm a big fan of the union because Jay played for us." And I was like. Hey, I know Jay, so I went over. He's no longer at the team, but it was a pretty cool experience uh, to be there shooting uh, these League Two guys. It was just really incredible to shoot in England in general. Yeah, what was their, I guess, what was their stadium experience like, and, like, how does it compare to Talon? So it's a much smaller stadium. It's about 8,000 to 10,000 people, um, but it has these tin roofs, so the sound bounces off like crazy. So it's so loud. You would never expect it to only be 8,000 people. Um, the atmosphere is electric, and you can tell these people really care about the team, even though it's League Two. Like, it's just a small team in the outskirts of London. And it's just it's like a suburb. Like, when I was walking around town, it was the cutest thing. It doesn't remind you of London. And it was just like these people really care about the team. It was a Saturday night. It was cold. It was raining. And the place was packed and electric. And they still they lost the game. And you would never have told, like, you couldn't ever tell that because it was so crazy. So. That's so cool. Reminds you of some Union fans. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what So what got you into sports photography? Uh, so I've been into photography since I was a kid. Uh, I got my first digital camera. Like, it's a little, like, Zoom camera that, you know, people take on vacations. Um, got that for my 10th birthday. And ever since, I was really into photography. In high school, I took a lot of photography classes. I ended up making my own curriculum for photography for my senior year because they didn't offer it. Um, and then I ended up winning some competition, realizing I'm actually good at what I do. Uh, when I went to college, I wasn't studying communications or anything to do with sports at the time, but I wanted to stay with my passion, so I joined uh, the school's newspaper. And I became a photo editor uh, halfway through my freshman year. Uh, fell in love with sports because I hated shooting sports in high school and then I transitioned into only wanting to shoot sports in college and it's I just love it it's always moving it's just something different every game I could shoot basketball three days in a row and not realize I'm shooting the same stuff same people because it's always something different wow, that's, all, that's, that's awesome and, and yeah. you I mean if I, I don't know oh, sorry um you're awesome at what you do. I love going to your website and clicking through your different games. Uh, we'll, we'll put the link up in our pod notes, but um, I definitely find myself kind of checking out your work and, I don't know, saving pictures on my phone just to look at them because they're, they're awesome. you got some good ones of Pulisic. And uh, uh, why don't you kind of talk about some of your bigger games that you've 
uh, been able to photograph? Yeah, sure. Um, well, this summer, through the bread of the game, I had the opportunity to shoot both men's and women's national teams twice. So uh, before the women kicked off their World Cup, they had a little send-off tour. So I was able to attend that at Rebel Arena, and that was just the most incredible experience ever because I fell in love with the sport of soccer watching the women's national team. Uh, it was the 2011 World Cup is when I started watching soccer, and I was just, I love this team. It was so electric, even though they didn't win that year. It was just like, whoa, these women are crazy good. I never thought soccer players, could, like women, could be that good. Um, and then seeing them in real life, and it was all the same players, I was just like, this is incredible. Um, and then that was a really surreal moment. Thank you to the both the game, Matt Ralph, you know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, a few weeks later, I was able to shoot the CONCACAF quarterfinals at Lincoln Financial. Um, and I shot both rounds over there that day. So it was first to make up for Panama with Angus Lake. And Chavani Willis uh, and uh, Toby from Bethlehem Steel, they were all the, uh, on the field. So that was pretty cool to see my boys. Uh, but that game was so crazy because Jamaican and Panama, uh, Panama fans are crazy. So there was fights and riots breaking out because Jamaica ended up winning because they had a penalty uh, late in the game and scored by uh, Maddox who was at Cincinnati, I don't remember where he is now. Um, it was just like MLS all over, and I was just like, oh, this is so cool. So that was a nice warm Um And then following was U.S. versus Curacao, and like no one expected Curacao to be as good as they were in that game, even though right. uh, U.S. won. It was just like, I'm taking pictures of these guys I've watched for so long. People who are actually my age, like Weston McKenney, Christian Pulisic, they're within my age uh, it's just really cool to see them doing all that. And then later in the summer, I was able to take pictures at the Welcome Home uh, tour pretty much for U.S. women, and then just a friendly against Mexico with uh, at MetLife for the men's team. I mean, that's, that's like a phenomenal. Yeah, it's like a soccer fan's dream to get the catch yeah. on that. Um, it's, it's still, I, I look at those photos and I was like, what the heck? Like, what? I've taken pictures of all these legends. And, Tim Howard was actually recognized at the MetLife Stadium game, so I'm just like, oh my god, what uh, is happening? Uh, this is so cool. Do you have a favorite uh, women's player who got you into the game? So you said you started watching. Oh, uh, yeah. Julie Johnston, um, back then, Julie Earth now. Um, nice. I played uh, defense, and she was just a killer on the ball. Um, her head game was so strong. And then I actually met her two weeks ago. So, um, that was pretty cool. Oh. Yeah, tell <laughs> us, how'd you, how'd you get to meet her? That was, that's right, pretty so cool. I was at the Eagles game. Uh, my dad is fortunate enough to occasionally get gifted box seats. Uh, so we were up in the suites against the Cowboys. Um, and we were just sitting there, and I look over, and Julie Earth is in the suite next <laughs> to me. I am freaking out in the box. People are like, what's going on? Who is she? I was like, it's Julie Earth. And they're like, oh, it's Zach's wife. I was like, no. It's the women's national team player. The women, she had just won women's player of the year. So I was just like, oh my God, this is so incredible. And, um, and, and one of, there was another girl my age in the box and her dad saw me freaking out. He goes, you know what, we're going over there. So I was like, what? He takes my hand and brings me over to the other side. We just walk into the suite and she's standing there and he was like, can she take a picture with you? She's a big fan. So I ended up getting a picture with her and I was like, hey, I actually shot you guys here at the game. She was no one that's so cool. 
<laughs> That's amazing. I didn't show her any photos, unfortunately. I was a little too nervous. Uh, <laughs> but it was really cool to meet my like idol. Yeah. What a cool story. What a cool experience for you. Very coincidental, but it was like awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I know you also shot MLS All-Star Game. Um, I was kind of just scrolling through the pictures now, and you've got some. I mean, you've got some amazing pictures of. I'm gonna look, looking at one of uh, Schweinsteiger as he's about to strike the ball. I mean, you've got all the big guys. You've got Watton oh, yeah. standing there. I mean, you've got some amazing players in these pictures. Like, so tell us about your yeah, trip to the All-Star really cool. Game and how you got there and uh, your whole weekend experience. Um, so I went down with the Cooligans. Um, I'm sure everyone listening should know who they are. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I reached out on Twitter saying, hey, I want to shoot this game. I have somewhere to stay. I'll fund my trip if someone can just give me the opportunity to go. The Cooligans reached out, and they were interested. So I was like, okay, let's do this. I ended up meeting them a few weeks before we left. I shot their uh, live show at uh, Audi Field with the Total Soccer Show. And I was like, oh, my God, these guys are going to be a ball going down with, because they are comedians. So it's just fun to hang out with them. Uh, so I went down to MLS All-Star. I was, they did a lot of stuff with the EMLS, so they had a tournament, like, the Sunday before the game, so I was there extra early. Um, I got to hang out with Landon Donovan. Uh, that was one of the coolest things ever, because he was partnered with Cormac Dooley, who's uh, oh, yeah. Dulce. Um, and uh, back when he was with the union. Right, and right. Uh, he was partnered with them, so I got to hang out with Lynn Donovan. I taught him how to dab. That was pretty fun. <laughs> you then, taught him how to dab? You were the I one? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you see his the dab? Did you see dab. the result? Yeah, because he oh, was boy. doing it wrong. I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't claim teaching him that. Oh, my gosh. No, that was, that was one of my favorite yeah, so. videos. <laughs> yeah, it was really fun. Um, I was hanging out with Ashley AD there. Uh, she's the marketing uh, manager for the union. And uh, we were just having a fun time down there. Uh, EMLS was a really fun experience because it was just like a small thing. But the talent who were there, it was just the, all the EMLS guys were so fun to hang out with. And then the Cooligans are just a blast. Um, and that was so so much fun. And then the rest of the week, we kind of chilled before the All-Star game. Like, we went to the uh, – I went to the homegrown game because Brendan Aronson was there, and I told uh, the people back at the union that I would shoot at the game for them. Um, so I got to – that was really cool because I know Brendan um, – I've known him since field days, but our parents went to high school together. So oh. <laughs> we have <laughs> – so it was cool to see that. And then I got to send those pictures to his dad, which he was very happy about. Um, and just to see these young, talented guys – it was just incredible watching them skills. I was like, MLS was in good hands. Um, and then right after that was the skills challenge, which is the first time they've done it in a while. Um, and that was just so fun because the people who represented each team, just like they actually looked like they were having a good time. And it was fun to take pictures of stuff like that. And it was just something different. Um, and then actual MLS day <laughs> It was absolutely insane. We did some. I did some interviews with the Cooligans in the morning. Like I sat in whenever they interviewed someone, so that was really fun. And then uh, the game, it downpoured the entire time. It was cold. Who would have thought that in the end of July in Orlando, it would have been cold, but it was. <laughs> and I was soaked from head to toe, but my camera was drunk, so I used my only poncho as a camera holder. <laughs> Um, but it ended up coming out for really good photos, and it was such an amazing thing because I was there looking at people around me. I was the youngest media person there by far, 
I'm just like, this is incredible. I get to do this at 20 years old, sitting with all these legend photographers, being in front of legendary soccer players like Fashion, Swinesdagger, like Wayne Rooney, and then Slaton are right at my fingertips. Like, it was just, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, um, I think when I grow up, I want to be you. This is what I'm learning. <laughs> Thank you. It was just like, oh, there's, there's, the whole week was so fun. I got to network. I got to hang out with such cool people. Like, I've met all the people at MLS Soccer. Um, Matt, Doyle, Matt Doyle's my boy, so listening to Matt. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, and just like, and Charlie Davies, I got to hang out with him. Like, at, he was at the EMLS thing, and um, AG went up to him because she was working for the union when he was playing. And I followed up, and I just told him how big of a fan I was because he played for the union when I was uh, in my prime watching them. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, I love your story. I love you as a player. And, like, I saw him every single day the rest of the time because he was staying at the same hotel the Kulikas was. And every time I was waiting for the Kulikas, he happened to come downstairs. And I was like, <laughs> Charlie, we're going to stop meeting like this. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh, this is, all the stories I have from that week are absolutely insane. It's just, like, a, such a crazy experience. The people I've met, um, like, oh, such a great, like, this, it just propelled me so far. Like, I never thought I'd be doing the things I have done. And that, that's so cool. It all came from you just kind of putting yourself out there on Twitter and and the Cooligans yeah. kind of taking a shot on you. And and uh, it's just cool how that story all came to be. Do you have, like, any particular funny moments with the Cooligans oh, that you my feel God. So like you're just... able to share? Yeah, so I went to a live show, or not a live show, when they were filming uh, their TV show last two weeks ago, right before Christmas, um, I went and I gave them the Union Loci bracelet, and uh, Lex is like to talk um, talk about me on air, and he was like, oh, the people who like these Loci bracelets are people who like crystals, and I'm like, yeah, that's one stuck up your foot, too. Um, <laughs> but, like, they're comedians, so they just bash everything, and it was, they're just hilarious to be around. Um, they don't mind that I am some 21-year-old girl or at the time of All-Star, I was only 20. They didn't care about that. Uh, it was just, like, so fun to hang out with um, these people who are growing and changing U.S. soccer and watching them interact with people. And people like them around because they're not ser- these, serious, uh, these serious people, these serious journalists. They're just funny guys who will make you laugh. That's why they have such a good relationship with Ashlyn Harris and Allie Krieger, just because they're funny. They're not trying to get the story out of you. They just want to hang out and talk. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we're, we're huge fans of them. Yeah, yeah, they're they're, they're pretty like great. Um, I feel like... Hey, the, next time they come to... I'm forcing them to come to a union game when I'm, I'm actually here, so right. I'll get you guys to meet. Oh, dude, <laughs> yeah. that would be... That'd be uh, great. That'd be so fun. We're going to hold you to it. <laughs> so I feel like the... the how how you kind of got on our radar and most union fans radar is, is from your work with a union. Do you have any like fun stories from your time with the union or any uh, or interactions with certain players? Well, I have a lot. Thanks for asking. <laughs> <laughs> I was with the union for four months, so I was had a lot of interactions. Not every intern has the opportunities that I am, so I'm very uh, grateful to, for those opportunities because I was in uh, digital communications. We created the content, so I got to work with the players. And I had so many fun times with these guys. Um, Fafo Picolt is a character, and he's going to be dearly missed in Philly. Um, mm-hmm. But he's going to have a better chance in Dallas for his uh, skill sets. But I'm going to miss him. Uh, yeah. But every time we saw him, he would always make a funny face at me, uh, which 
uh, my people loved because it's good content. Um, he was just a goofball to be around. I taught him how to take photos, so that was really fun. Um, when we were, so you know when the Chester School, they released that. Uh, we had that huge, like, release thing. We had all these, like, journalists and TV cameras and stuff. Uh, we had a full event. All the union players, like, were required to come. At the end of it, some of them stayed around to play soccer with the kids. And Safa comes up to me, and he goes, let me see that camera. And I was like, if you bring it, you buy it. He goes, okay. So I give him my small one, let him let him do his thing. And he goes, I want the big boy. <laughs> so I was like, dude, this costs a lot of money. He goes, I got you. So I give him the camera, and, like, he's standing in these weird positions. And I'm like, Safa, you could just stand up straight or kneel to the ground. <laughs> you don't need to put one leg over the barricade. Like, <laughs> it's such a – oh. He was so funny to be around. Um, and then another guy who actually just resigned, Aurelian Collin. Uh, he was—he's just a veteran in MLS. So, but he always has a smile on his face. He's always joking about something. And when we did the kick uh, childhood cancer shoot, I was a part of that with him, Marco, and Ale. And he was just a goofball with the kids. He was um, goofing off with Fang, and then the kids were chasing him around the field. And it was just so good to see these sides of the players that you don't see in the game. You don't see in interviews. Um, that was one of my like favorite things about my internship was I was the person with the phone who can get the good content, the like, goofy content behind the scenes that the professional cameras aren't always getting. Uh, one of my favorite things was when Andrew Wooten signed, I was, we had a camera following him all day, but my boss wanted me to have the, my phone on him just in case, like, because the cameras were getting all the special stuff. I was supposed to get like the fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And that ended up, that video compilation ended up being released later on, and it ended up doing better at the time. It did better than the professional grade one because it just showed more of him. It wasn't all about like the glitz and the glam of signing a new player who happens to be fantastic uh, in his previous like his previous league. It was just fun to see a different side of the person. The more like I don't know when we did the behind the scenes of like his photo shoot and stuff. I just have funny videos of him doing this stuff and like i have so many phone like videos i save on my phone of just personality throughout the whole union team that's, that's such a special sorry that was a lot video. i just yeah. threw out everything <laughs> no no we that, that's why you're here you're yeah. to tell us we we're here learning your stories and um <laughs> yeah they're, they're the best this is awesome uh so <laughs> yeah, um, do you have any any uh, do you have any personal runs with fang Oh, thanks, <laughs> I heard you guys wanted to get him on the show, but it's going to be a little hard. Yeah, it's yeah. tough. Yeah. It um, I was listening to that interview with Kevin Casey. <laughs> uh, Fang, Fang's probably not going to help out, but me and him did the bottle cap challenge together. So oh, nice. That How'd that go? Uh, it was very funny because he did it on the first try, but oh, without, wow. without filming because we let him like try to do it. And he did it, and we're like, oh, we didn't catch that. So it took a few more tries. Um, but it was really funny because he was overreacting about everything we were doing. He would give it his <laughs> all. And, like, Fang is just a character. He's fun to be around. Uh, I got to follow him around when we had the dog come, uh, when we had oh, dog yeah. the pitch. Yeah, I got to follow him around and get constant of him playing with dogs, and that was great. Fang's uh, <laughs> just a character. He's fun to be around. So what were uh, some of, like, the game experiences for you, like, on the field, like, during a game? What, what, was, uh, what was that like for you? So each game I really did something different. Uh, my first actual game as a union intern, I was taking pictures for the Seattle Sounders. 
<laughs> so uh, that was different. <laughs> um, I didn't get. Uh, we ended up touring Zero Zero, which was unfortunate, but good at the same time because I didn't want to be the bad luck charm. Uh, mm -hmm. So I got to take pictures for them, and that was a really cool experience because I'd never taken pictures like for a team besides uh, a fun steal, and that was a little different. So I got to like w when they walked off the bus, I got to take pictures of that. Um, them coming out and checking out the field. It was just like you see all those pictures before. And, like, they ended up being the MLS Cup champs. Like, yeah, I took cool. pictures for the MLS Cup champs, which is so crazy to think about. Yeah, do you think and you're going to have a uh, – do you think you're going to have a lot of teams coming after you this preseason trying to get you to photograph them <laughs> now that you have that on your resume? That amazing if it happened. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, there's a lot bigger names out there than uh, I am. I'm still in college, but – uh, it would be cool. I would be up to it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, a lot of games, it just varied on what I did. Uh, a lot of times I'd be up in the press box. I'd be uh, cutting the streams and, for us to repost on social media. Um, some, and then I would generally, at the end of each game, go down to the field and collect content um, in the form of like videos, try to get player interviews. Like, you know, those uh, selfie videos? That was generally me handing them my phone saying, go for it. Um, <laughs> no way. Sorry, that's my dog. If you hear that. <laughs> oh, good. Um, but uh, yeah, so I, that was one of my favorite things to do because especially if we had won the game, um, we got to run onto the field and be like, "Give me your reaction right now!" Like, <laughs> um, and it was just good to be around them. Uh, I was definitely down there for like a couple like last minutes of the game, so I got to see the atmosphere, talent, respond the crowd. Um, another one of the games that was awesome for me was the Red Bulls game which I'm pretty sure it's awesome for everyone. Uh, the one in June where we came back with Elfino. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, I was, first of all, I started escorting at Bassmaster. Oh, that was there what you I go. started off my day doing. Um, <laughs> that was fun because that guy is great. And then after I uh, got to take pictures of the game, and it was for the entire second half with Elfino coming on. Oh, wow. And I was right in front of the sons of Ben. So it was electric. I have videos. I have pictures of everything that went on. And I was just like, what did I just witness? It was yeah, the best really. game in Union history I've been to. Unfortunately, I wasn't at the game where we actually like won playoffs, which I wish I was because I know that atmosphere is even more crazy. Unfortunately, I was watching it from England. But it was just uh, that experience was the best, just being able to capture the content that people got to watch and then just being a part of it. I was a part of the team. And it was it was just great because we were on top of the table for 14 of my 16 weeks. Yeah, that's, and that's, it was just like cool. this team is great. Yeah, it was just it was a record-breaking season, and I was a part of it. And it's just like something I would never give up in a million years. Yeah, I mean it's it's all it's all just amazing and and quite the story. So you, you said you watched the playoff game from England. Uh, I imagine you were up in the middle of the night doing that. And uh, did you have yep. to like kind of quietly watch it so you didn't wake up anyone? And did anyone Luckily, else care? Luckily, I had my own room. <laughs> okay. So I did watch it, and I was yelling. And actually, for the first playoff win, I was on a flight back from Rome for the majority of it. Um, oh. I turned on my phone, and it was three three going into extra time. Oh wow! And so I watched. I quickly watched everything that was happening right in time for our, our, our overtime. And I was next to this guy on the plane who happened to be um, a soccer fan in general. So I was having, like, a mini panic attack, freaking out. I'm like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, are we going to win this thing? I couldn't watch it. Like, I was watching as best I could, but the stream was buffering. So I was just looking for updates on ESPN. 
I was like, please, 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 please. I was freaking out. This guy next to me, he goes, Morgan, it's okay, it's okay. I was like, no, it's not. I ended up the <laughs> word just in time for me to see Marco Fabio on school. Wow. And I was screaming. We had just landed. So we're still on this plane when it's happening. I'm screaming. And everyone's looking at me. I'm like, wait, card. We're going to win. We're going to win our first playoff game. And I was just so excited. Oh, that's so uh, cool. I mean, I'm not cool about your whole experience, but that you're able to catch the end and stuff and just the passion that you were able to uh, release there as we uh, won the game. Yeah, it was just amazing. I just, I felt just like utmost joy because I've seen playoff fails in the past and this was not one of them. <laughs> so what was the, uh, like, how, was, how, how, how easy or hard is it to watch MLS in England when your time was there? Um, it's kind of hard. Uh, I got around it, um, just with some help by, like, streams and stuff are always good. <laughs> uh, not technically legal, but it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> Come after me. Yeah, whatever works. <laughs> um, it was, it was fun. Uh, it was kind of difficult to watch. Um, I did get around it sometimes. I do have a VPN, which is legal, so. <laughs> so was there not a lot of coverage over there? No, there's no coverage at all. If there is, gotcha. I don't have access. I didn't have access to cable. Um, so if there was, which there wasn't, I wouldn't have access. Gotcha. And um, it makes much sense, but it's fine. <laughs> so for this upcoming year, uh, what, what do you look forward to with the union? Um, what do you hope for them to sign, hopefully, before the season starts? Do you have any thoughts for the team moving forward right now? I'm really hopeful. Um, the sh we have a lot of strength still here. Um, we lost Fafa, we lost Harris, we lost Marco, and countless other numbers who I've looked up to all my life. Like Fabinho has been around since I started uh, being a fan, so losing those people is going to be hard. Um, not really necessarily from a game standpoint, but from a team standpoint. Um, but I'm really hopeful. I like what Ernst has done uh, with the team so far. The people he's brought in has been really good, so I'm putting my trust in him, hoping we make a few more signings relatively soon. Um, but I like the Venezuelan um, midfielder we just signed, mm -hmm. um, Jose Martinez, right? Is that yep. Yeah. Yeah. He, um, oh, the Jose with no, who gives no F. That's right. Not Joseph. <laughs> there Jose you go. with no F. Yeah. yeah. You, man, you're a good Joseph listener. We Joel. appreciate that. I know. <laughs> um, but... Yeah, so uh, I think he'll, he's a good Harris replacement, uh, looking by his um, videos and highlights that we saw. I mean, it is a Venezuelan league, so I don't know how truth, like how much it compares to MLS. Uh, right. But I think I think he's a good signing, and uh, I trust Ernst to bring in some good talent for us. And I trust our homegrowns who are going to come up through the system. Yeah, I'm excited to see a lot of them, too. Yeah, yeah I think we'll see some new faces this year from, from the academy and stuff. and. Hopefully they do as well as Brendan did last year. I think, I think we've got the youth. Yeah, and I, I really hope Brendan gets um, his finishing under control because if he if he finishes those chances, man, he could be unstoppable. Yeah, that'd be that'd be that'd be special. So, you, you had a pretty incredible year this past year. So how do you like with your personal uh, career? How do you how do you plan to top that in 2020? Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, I start an internship with NBC Sports um, in a week. There you go. It's not a bad so start. Yeah. That's going to bring some great experience. Um, I'm doing digital video, so I'm going to be doing a lot of what I did with the union with cutting and uh, editing highlights. 
Um, and I'm going to be working through the Premier League, so I think that's going to be pretty fun. Um, uh, wait, what? <laughs> so you're going to be doing Premier well, League highlights for I'm NBC? Gonna, yeah, because uh, NBC has Premier League, so yeah. I'm wow. going to be doing some of that on Saturdays. Yeah, that's going to be a really exciting experience. Um, I'm really hoping to go back to the MLS All-Star, especially because it's going to be in L.A. It's going to be the guest league at MX, who I just watched the final with, and that was incredible. That was. So I want to see that talent. Uh, I'm hoping to go back. I think I think we're going to get this one. Uh, <laughs> And honestly, I wanted to go to MLS Cup. Uh, I think that's a reasonable goal of mine. If I can afford to go, slash maybe if the Union go, that could be pretty fun too. Yeah. Well, yeah, those are all, all solid goals. And yeah, that's very impressive <laughs> with all that you're uh, you're doing. Um, Thank you so yeah. much. I appreciate yeah. it. Uh, that's, I mean, that's all of our questions. Um, Oh wait, could you? Uh, are you you're gonna quick plug uh, an event oh, yeah. you're gonna do with the union this this coming week? EMLS. Yes. Um. So this week, uh, for those listening, and if it's, is this gonna be in time? Oh, it will. Yeah, be. we're really yeah. soon. Yeah. All right. So um, this week I'm going to the EMLS, the first round of the tournament to get the best EMLS player in the country. Um, the union and are hosting the first round, so I will be there, uh, being part of the pep squad. Uh, I'm excited to get back to see all my friends from uh, the Union Works, and then a few two of the players are going to be there, uh, Matt and Anthony, who I have a good relationship with, because uh, they played for Steel when I was working for Steel. Uh, and the whole thing was fun. And I'm going to see my boys sing again, so it's going to be great. <laughs> That's awesome. Morgan, I just got to yeah, say, thank you so fun. much for coming on. Uh, dude, we could talk to you all the time, and, and we really can't <laughs> wait to get to meet you at a game this season. Um, you'll be able to make it down to some games again? Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely over the summer if I'm home. Uh, we're going to try to work some things out, too, for the beginning of the season. Awesome. Hey, awesome. Hey. Well, hey, uh, you're always welcome back on the podcast. We love talking to you, just hearing your stories. Um, I'm kind of going to live vicariously through you for <laughs> probably, probably the rest of my life, just kind of following you around. Um, so, yeah, thanks, thanks nice. for coming on. <laughs> Thanks for sharing everything with us. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. It's so much fun. uh, Yeah, can you just uh, just quick plug where people can find you and find your work? Yeah, I'm on Instagram. I'm at mpenza underscore photo. So M-P-E-N-C-Z-A underscore photo. Um, On Twitter, I'm just Morgan Tenza. So the same last name. Um, Website's Morgan Tenza. Not very difficult to find me. Yeah. Awesome. Great. Well, Morgan, thanks again. Uh, you enjoy all of your adventures, and we look forward to following you and seeing all that you're doing. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been really fun. Yeah.